The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Father, in every life present in this place, in every life that is joining us over the internet, we thank you because you will do that which eyes have not seen, that which ears have not heard, that which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of men. And let your name and your name alone be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Good morning again, everybody. Um, we are starting a new series today that we've um, titled The Wealth Operating System. You know, it's, it's, it was supposed to be gold and silver season two, but because of the emphasis of these teachings, so we, we changed the name to Wealth Operating System. It's one of those teachings that I spend more time before God praying that God to teach us himself. You know, that, that you will have the understanding. Praise the name of the Lord. It's one of those teachings that I'm like, if we can get it, then a whole lot of things, as far as living on this earth, physical earth is concerned, it's taken care of. Now, if you think that it's all about heaven and thank God for heaven. But you see, you're not reading the Bible well. Are we going to go to heaven? Yes. Then guess what? We are going to come back to the earth. A new heaven and a new earth. Man was made for the earth, not for the heavens. If God really all he wanted was for you to make heaven. You must have heard this said several times that the best time to kill you was when you gave your life to Jesus. That's the best time. So you give altar calls. In fact, there will be no pastors giving altar calls. Maybe they will reserve a few. You give altar calls, you come out, you just fall down and die because you just go straight to heaven. So, why are we here? What are we supposed to be doing here? How are we supposed to become what God has created us to become here? How are we, how do we become useful on earth? How do we become all that God has put in us to be? How do we stop roaming about aimlessly? 
How do we begin to really make a difference? You see, when you go to when we go to the beginning in Genesis, God made man and he created woman. And God put them in Eden. Eden, the Garden of Eden, was like, it was a spiritual environment. It's a physical place on earth, obviously. But it is a physical place on earth that had a unique spiritual environment. Everything there was you could say perfect. Man and mosquitoes were friends. Man and beasts, man was in control. And the truth is, I mean, someone says, oh, there was, I mean, mosquitoes were not made, were not in Eden. They were. But they were Friendly. They will just sing and go. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. But you see, something happened. I mean, you know, you know the story. Man fell. God, he disobeyed God. And God ushed him out of Eden, put um, an angelic being to guard it. And the problem started. Man God cursed the earth for man's sake. But God gave a promise that I am not going to leave, abandon my, cre- my creation, man. I am going to come back through the seed of the woman and I am going to bring redemption back to man. You, are, you can only be giving back what you lost. Man did not lose heaven. Man lost heaven on earth. So when we are redeemed, our redemption, God can only give us back what we lost, which was what Adam lost in in Genesis, which is heaven on earth. So for, for God to achieve that plan, the master plan, God decided in his infinite wisdom to choose a man, Abraham. And God said, through this man, I will bless all the nations of the earth. Just through this one man, I will bring redemption to mankind. Through this man that has not even had a child at 75 years old, I'm going to bring nations. Praise the name of the Lord. And God did. Abraham gave back to Isaac. Isaac gave back to Esau and Jacob. Jacob became Israel. Israel became a nation. And through the 
nation of Israel, Moses came. Moses was the leader that took the Jews from Egypt to the promised land. Now, in the process of that, Moses would go before God on behalf of the people and God would come down and meet with his people. He was meeting with his people. He needed no intermediary. But the people said to God, wait, we are not interested in that. You are too terrible. You are too... Um, you talk to Moses. Let Moses talk to us. We promise you, Gaskia, we will obey everything you say. Don't worry about coming to us yourself. Just talk to Moses. Obviously, that wasn't God's plan. So, the Mosaic covenant came into place. So, God needed to institute laws. The, all the laws you see in Leviticus and, and Exodus and, and Deuteronomy, God had to institute them because working with God is now not based on relationship. It was now based on set rules. Praise the name of the Lord. So, God still had a plan. And that plan came when Jesus came. Jesus was from the lineage of Abraham. Jesus obviously was from the lineage of Adam, Abraham, and Jesus shed his blood so that you and I can become integrated into God's original plan, which he built upon in Abraham. So God had an original plan in Adam. He built upon it in Abraham. Jesus came to bring you and I into that plan. You know, we have explained this over and over again that If this is the Adamic line, this was when man was created. It's kind of a timeline. Now, Abraham, man fell, continued. In Abraham, God called him out and said, you what? Branch out. The natural human race continued. The natural falling, separated from God, human race continued in the Adamic line and still continues till today. But God called Abraham out and gave him what we know as the Abrahamic covenant of land, seed, and the blessing. Now, at some point,
the Mosaic covenant came into play. God needed to put that into play because of what I explained earlier on. So, the Mosaic covenant is what the Bible will refer to as the old covenant. Every time you see the old covenant, it's not talking about the Abrahamic covenant. It's talking about the Mosaic covenant. So, when most of us that were Gentiles continued on the falling Adamic line until we come into Christ. So, somewhere here, perhaps, and that point is at different times for most of us. We come into Christ. Now, when we come into Christ, guess what? The Abrahamic covenant continues after Christ. It's an everlasting covenant. So it continues. But the Mosaic covenant is terminated. So to understand and God and wealth, you need to understand what happened here before the fall and what happened here during the call when God called Abraham. When you have that understanding and walk in it, there is no way on earth that you believe in poverty. It is impossible. Absolutely impossible. And guess what? Your poverty is not helping anybody. Your poverty is not useful to anybody. It's not useful for your family. It's not useful for your village. It's not useful. But when you become all that God has called you to become, this is a, okay, pastor, must everybody be wealthy? Does God want everybody to be wealthy? Yes. But if everybody is wealthy, who would we dominate? God never said man should dominate man. Man is not supposed to have dominion over another man. He's not supposed to have dominion even over another woman. Neither is the woman supposed to have dominion over man. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You know, are we still together? In my heart, I'm praying for you that you will understand. In the name of Jesus. I am praying that God himself will open your eyes. So it is the same covenant that Christ has brought us into. Jesus just came to make a way for us. He just came to make a way. In Galatians 3, from verse 23, Galatians 3. It says, until the time when we were mature enough to respond freely to the living God, we were carefully surrounded and protected by the Mosaic law. There you go. The law was like the Greek tutors 
which you are familiar with. Who escort children to school and protect them from danger or distraction? Making sure children will really get to the place set for them, the cross. But now, verse 25, you have arrived at your destination. And by faith in Christ, you are in direct relationship with God. Everybody say direct relationship with God. You are in direct relationship with God. Your baptism in Christ was not just washing you up for a fresh start. It also involves dressing you in an adult faith robe. Christ's life, the fulfillment of God's original promise. So, Pastor, what are we saying? What we are saying is this. That the Abrahamic covenant is the spring that feeds the river The beam that supports the building. Or simply, the secret of the Jews. That's from Charisma Magazine. That's that's what we are saying. That is the secret. I mean, I said this is a build-up from the Gold and Silver series. The Gold and Silver series, we established how a nation, the Jewish nation, is three, Lagos is three times bigger than Israel. Meanwhile, Israel has the maybe third largest economy in the world. How come What what is their secret? What is the secret of the Jewish nation? In verse 28 of Galatians 3, it says, in Christ's family, there can be no division of Jews and Gentiles, of non-Jews, slave and free, male and female. Among us, you are all equal. That is, we are all in a common relationship with Christ Jesus. Also, since you are Christ's family, then you are Abraham's famous descendants, heirs according to the covenant of promise. An heir, a, a heir is an, someone that inherits. Someone has a legal right to inherit something from a father or from, from, from a parent. And God is saying that through Christ we have come into this. So Christ makes it legally right for you and I to come into the promises, the covenant promises that God Gave Abraham. You know, that song, Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed in the evening. Abraham's blessings are mine. That is what, so what was Abraham's blessings? What was Abraham's blessings? What was this Abraham's blessings that are mine? Now, (laughs) today, I'm laying a foundation And I'm praying that as we build on it, 
your life will be totally, totally transformed in the name of Jesus. So, what is this? Abraham's blessings that are ours. There you go. Now, it's threefold. If you are in the Silver and Gold series, I mean, this is a, like a refresher course. <laughs> Christianity is not a religion. Religion is man's way to God. That's the simplest definition of religion. Man's way to God. Christianity is God's way to man. God finding us, making the promises, making things happen for us. So, the, the, the covenant, Abrahamic covenant, and if you understand this, you can, every time you go somewhere, you will prosper. You can start from nothing and you will prosper. Look, listen. By the grace of God, I'm telling you from experience, I've started businesses with nothing. Some people think, oh, uh, my uncle did not help me. Oh, that person did not help me. If that, my sister had helped me. You need to shred that thinking. Your help is from above. (laughs) And God has put everything you need in you. In the covenant. There is, you see, how how are you able to walk away from anything and know that you will still prosper? Because what people are fighting for is the fruit. You still have the seed. Praise the name of the Lord. (laughs) What they are jealous of is what you are producing. But the engine is still intact and working. So sometimes you need to humor them and let them take it. And go and produce another one. <laughs> the same thing happened with uh, Isaac. He dig the well, they blocked it. Left them. Dig another one, they blocked it. Left them. Since you, you, we said you to come and learn how to drill. You are using bad belly. It is this seed, land, the blessing. That is the Abrahamic covenant that Christ has brought you and I into. Expanded on this during the Silver and Gold series, you may need to get that series. But for for all is worth, that is it. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is this. The covenant ushers us into God's spiritual environment. And that spiritual environment is the kingdom. God put Adam in a spiritual environment on earth. Eden, the kingdom. Man lost Eden. The problem is because man is out of that spiritual environment. Now, 
God, as through Christ, brought you and I back into that spiritual environment. The kingdom. Ever said the kingdom? So in Genesis 1, 28, Genesis 1, 28, it says, then God blessed them. And said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and govern it. You know, sometimes you, you hear something, I mean, so many times, it means nothing again. Today I pray that we really get the meaning of these scriptures in the name of Jesus. God blessed the man and the woman that he created. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, govern it. The MSD translation says, God blessed them, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, only one person didn't say that. That's good. <laughs> Take charge. <laughs> now, the point is this. The point is this. Does God want everybody to prosper? Your case will not be different with God. original plan. Prosper. Reproduce. Fill the earth. Take charge. Take charge. Now, God has given you things for you to control your environment. Gifts and talent to control your environment. God wants you to take charge. But unfortunately, we allow things to take charge of us. There are men that have been taken charge of by alcohol today. It's alcohol that takes charge. Or it's, it's marijuana that takes charge. Meanwhile, God wants you to take charge. God wants you to take charge. When you look at the, the voice translation of, of, of the same passage of scriptures, then God blessed them Today we are, we are laying a, a what? A foundation. Good. Then God blessed them and gave them this directive. Be fruitful. Multiply. Populate the earth. I make you trustees of my estates. God blessed them and gave them this directive. A directive is a formal instruction. A directive is not an advice. A directive is not a suggestion. A directive is not just an instruction. It's a formal instruction. So God gave Adam and Eve their matching orders. God gave Adam and Eve Formal instruction. Now, when, 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 when I was reading it, formal instruction 
you know, for my background in, in, in CS, in computer science, you know, kicked in, you know. And, and, and I saw what God was doing here. God was programming man. He was giving man instruction sets. God was writing the operating system of man. Hallelujah. That's what he was saying. That's what he was doing. He blessed them and he programmed them. Man, listen, you are programmed to prosper. So, pastor, so what has been happening? Virus. But today, I have come with an antivirus. <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I've come with an antivirus and it's going to wipe out every virus. For some of us, we need to have fresh reinstallation of the OS. So, God gave them directives. He, he gave them instructions. God gave them a set of instructions. God wrote the, the, the operating system for man. And the operating system is supposed to produce fruitfulness. Multiplication. Replenishment. And dominion. It is a wealth operating system. You can call it dominion operating system, but I prefer wealth operating system because it's more pungent. It goes straight to the point. Why? Because you cannot have dominion if you are not wealthy. And by wealth, I mean well-being. More than just finances. But you are not wealthy if you are healthy and you are not rich. You don't have uh, Benjamin. Also, you are not wealthy if you have Benjamin and you are sick. What's the point? You will be healthy. You will be wealthy. You will prosper. Your soul will prosper in the name of Jesus. So, the blessing is our operating system. The blessing is our OS. An operating system is the software that manages all the hardware and all the other softwares in the computer. The operating system is the singular most important component of a computer. The hardware is useless without the OS. All the other apps are useless without the OS. By the grace of God, next week, we'll begin to look at the apps that run on our OS. <laughs> now, if you have a phone and your phone is here, let me see your hands up. I mean, it's not a scene. It's not a scene. As long as it's on silent. Okay, fine. Now, if you have an Android phone, let me see your hands up. Android, whatever manufacturer. Okay, fine. If you have an a Apple phone, let me see, an Apple phone, let me see your hand up. Very few. The select few. <laughs> if you have... I'm joking. It's a joke. <laughs> if you have... If you have um, a Windows phone, 
Let's see, let's see how Oh, praise God. Oh, you know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> oh, the unfortunate few. And I'm sure nobody has a Nokia phone here. You, you are not in the God's baby house. If you have a Nokia phone, you, don't, you are not in God's baby house. In fact, if you have a Nokia phone, come and see me after service. With the phone. I'm going to change it for you. Don't run home and get one useless phone. Immediately after service. I'm very serious. You sh- it is not right. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> so, I'm, what we are saying is that the operating system is the most important software program that runs on your phone, on your computer. It's, a, it's the most important that runs. And it is it is the operating system that determines the apps that can run on your phone. It is the operating system. If you try to install a Windows app on your Android phone, what will happen? Unable to install. Error. Unable to install. If you try to install your Android app on your Apple phone, error unable to install. The way God has designed things is that your operating system should not be able to load just any apps. There are certain apps that we try to install that your OS will say, sorry, unable to install. One is poverty. Trying to install poverty. There's Error. Cannot install poverty. This is wealth operating system. (laughs) That is how God has designed it. Lack cannot be installed. Darkness cannot be installed. Confusion cannot be installed. Bitterness cannot be installed. Unforgiveness cannot be installed. Hatred cannot be installed. God himself wants you to understand that the wealth operating systems by it being an operating system had already excluded some apps from running on it. And has already admitted righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. The apps that are running. Again, next week we look more on that. But when we look at um, Proverbs 10.22 it says, Proverbs 10.22 this programming, this I said, our operating system is what? It's the blessing. This blessing of the Lord, it does something to your system. It makes a person rich 
and he adds no sorrow to it. So the wealth is total well-being. Spirit, soul, body, financial, intellectual, your mind, educationally, you are sound. That is what God has in store for you. If you check um, Genesis 128 again, if you check the instruction, if you check the code, God is saying, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, govern it. So, in essence, we are saying that you are wired for wealth and you are programmed to prosper. You, sh- you will not struggle to prosper. In the name of Jesus, you will prosper effortlessly. Because when a computer is programmed for something, the program just works. You're like, pastor, so what is the problem? Usually, there are two possible problems. When the program is not working properly. Number one, there's a bug. Or the program is corrupt. But guess what? The programmer that wrote this program is a perfect programmer. So there can't be a bug. Praise the name of the Lord. It's a bugless software. Number two, which is what it is, a virus has entered. And that's what the devil does. Infects people's systems with viruses. Fills people's lives with fear. Puts darkness in. Puts confusion in. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God will use his antivirus of heaven to take care of the viruses. I mean, allow me to use those analogies. You know? In the times of uh, uh, Peter, and you know, there were analogies were fig trees and uh, cartoon, and you know, in our time, analogy must be software and technology and computers. Praise the name of the Lord. So, you have to govern. Genesis 128 says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, govern it. You have to govern. You, you can't govern if you don't Fill the earth. You can't fill the earth if you don't multiply. You can't multiply if you are not fruitful. God's counsel is for you and I to govern to have dominion. But you can't have dominion if you don't fill the earth. You can't fill the earth if you don't multiply. You can't multiply if you don't even have a product. If you don't even, if you aren't even fruitful. So you need to start by creating. You need to start by being fruitful. You need to start by creating. There's someone that said to me that, you know, oh, Pastor, he wants to get it. Um, an oil block. I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. Let's pray. 
I will pray. But I'm thinking about it. Why just, why an oil block? Why don't, why don't, why don't, so I'm, I'm going to tell him, why don't you build a refinery? Why an oil block? Oh, but you drill the oil, then what? You pump it out, then what? Why don't you build a refinery? Produce something. Praise the name of the Lord. We have to produce. We have to create. You have to create. Everyone say, I have to produce in the name of Jesus. You have to be fruitful. You have to create. You have to produce. It could be a product. It could be a service. It could be a report. It could be a design. It could be a writing. It could be a drawing. But you have to produce. You have to produce. You have to produce. We should should shred this idea of trying to pull money out of thin air. You have to produce. You have to be fruitful. Everybody say, I have to produce. I have to be fruitful. There has to be a product. It could be a service. You have to... It could be a report. It could just be a, a, a project. It could be a design. For some of us, it's a writing. For some of us, it's sales. You have to produce. You have to produce. Christians are amazing. Amazing set of people. I was at the program years ago. Powerful Christian program. But, I mean, you just messed it up with one prayer point. You know, I was like, ah, ah, how are we thinking like this? The man of God I was in history was saying, the Nigerian budget is $20, $20 million. $20 billion. It's 27, about to be 27 now. And he's saying that Begin to pray. Cut your share of the budget. If it is one billion you want. And people were praying and sweating. I'm like, oh God. What is wrong with us? Why? It's as if we just want to excite people for nothing. God wants you. The key to wealth is not what you have been claiming. That should, you should know that by now. Have you not been claiming other people's cars? Have you received them? You go to the car park, you touch somebody's car, I receive it. I receive it. How many have you received? And I, you see, by God's grace, I'm astute in the supernatural by the grace of God. I know how the supernatural works. I know the supernatural component. I'm saying it does not work like that. Check what the Bible says. You have to be fruitful. You have to produce something. And take it to the market. That's what the Bible says. That is the way to... You know, years ago, when I was in the north, I mean, there was this lady, you know, that says, oh, because she's a Christian, her boss is a Muslim, he's always um, persecuting her, there's nothing she does right. She's always complaining about the Muslim boss. 
you know, then the pastor was now contemplating of hiring her. <laughs> so the pastor was contemplating her. He said, what do you do? He so that she's like a PA or a secretary or what have you to the, to the Muslim boss. And so the pastor gave her a dictation and, you know, and, and said, okay, go and type it out for me, you know. And she brought up back the dictation, the types, and the pastor looked at it. And she says, uh, this Muslim man is trying. <laughs> that he, I am your pastor, I will have fired you. And this man still has kept you, and you keep complaining about him, God will forgive you. God will forgive you. We think that we can just hide under the fact that I am a Christian. It doesn't work like that. It you have to produce excellently. You have to produce excellently. Go big or go home. If you check your DNA, it's not even compatible. This chicken lifestyle that you want to be living is not compatible with what God has put in you. That is why you are frustrated. Because you know something is telling you you are bigger than this, you are bigger than this. Meanwhile, you are comfortable scratching the ground. And God is saying, no, get up and soar. Mount up with wings as eagle and soar. That is what God is saying to you. Praise the name of the Lord. Interestingly, you know, When I discovered the nation of Israel, the exploits God is doing through them, regardless of what anybody else thinks, how we are connected to them, I began to take things seriously. I began to try and understand how these people think. Yeah, I'm not saying you should learn Hebrew. If you can, that would be great. There's some rabbi I'm following. And the guy is teaching me amazing things. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm not even sure he's born again. But the guy understands. Ah! The scriptures. Unbelievable. And one of the things I learned from him is this. A Hebrew word for money is the word kesef. And kesef means there's no time to explain how the meaning was derived, but I'll just go straight to the meaning. It means hands and feet and an endless circle around gold. River of Avila, Eden. And, and feet. And an endless circle around gold. So, God in his, the ancient Hebrew wisdom of the, the, the word money is and is for creation. You have to be fruitful. You have to produce. You have to create. 
Lent is for transportation. You have to take your goods to the market. Gold is for wealth. And it goes in an endless, continuous circle. Continuous circle. So the way to wealth is hands and feet and an endless circle of gold. Praise the name of the Lord. Imagine that is the Hebrew for money. That is the Hebrew for money. So wealth is creation of and movement of value in, an, in a continuous circle. Creation and movement of value in a continuous circle. The whole economic system depends on the circulation of money. It depends on it. It depends. If everybody in a nation refused to buy anything and put their money under their bed, the nation is going to crumble. The economy is going to grind to a halt. In fact, when, when nations want to stimulate the economy, they give people money to go out and buy something. Why? Because it's, a, it's like the currency. It's like, it's like, well, currency. It's like a stream. It has to keep flowing. It has to keep flowing. So that's why if God gets money to you and you sit on it, the flow that is coming again will find another place. That's how it works. If God gets money to you, and you channel it, the, the stream, new streams will come in. And as you keep it flowing, and that is how wealth is created. You have to create, you have to produce. Even the, the widow, God said, what do you have? He says, I have oil. He says, go to your room, start a factory, create, pour. But the oil will not cease. Borrow vessels, and she continued to create, to create, to create. Then she distributed and she became the only thing. Now, many times we want to just pull it out of thin hair. God says, no, it doesn't work like that. You have to create. Genesis 1.27, God says, I made man in my image. God created man in his image. In the image of God created him. Men of created him. God created man in his image. God is creative. God is creative. Then God says, once you've created Genesis 128, multiply it, distribute it, then govern. Multiply, distribute, and govern. Multiply, distribute, and govern. You have the mind of Christ. You can't, is it, don't believe the lie, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a creative type. My question for you is, are you breathing? If you have the breath in your nostrils, it's the breath of God that God has given you. That means the capacity to create is in you. All you need to check is, am I breathing? Then I can be creative. You can be creative. You can create things that you, people, I mean, I, I, I thank God for so many things. Again, I pray, one very good prayer I pray for you is that it will not be long before you understand it. Some people eventually come to an understanding, but time has gone. Things have passed. I'm praying that it will not be long before you understand. 2006. You know, I, I had a business in the UK and, you know, I, 
huge. What I could see, I explained to my friends. And the business kicked off and all that stuff. Before God said I should stop it. Do you, you remember the story? Last month or two months ago, three months ago, one of my friends that I shared that with said to me that his company that he's working with now in 2018 is trying to do exactly what we were doing in 2006. And they are making a lot of money. So he said to me, he said, that, he said you are ahead of us. You can see farther than us. And I said to him that, it's God. If you understand that the life of God is in you, you can create. Praise the name of the Lord. If, if you live here fired up, saying, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to change this business. I'm going to turn it around. And you sit on it. And you brood on it. And you brood on it. And you brood on it. Boom! Light is going to come. Light is going to come. A lot of us are mentally lazy. That's not it. We are just mentally lazy. Everyone that is great is a student of, of books. Some of them, books, well, me. God knows that I don't like reading. Everybody has their own talents. Really? Check the Bible. There's no talent for reading. You have to read. So, God wants you to produce. And guess what? The place. Ah. I said we are laying a foundation and time has gone so fast. <laughs> you know? So, I'm going to go pretty fast. The place of production. In Hebrew, I learned from this Marabai. <laughs> the place of production. The word for shop, for factory, for where you sell your marketplace. Interestingly, ah, Praise the Lord. Okay, I didn't put it there. It's, it's called Tamut. I thought it was there. It's called Tamut. And Tamut means God's grace. The place where you produce, where man produces his office, his workshop. Where is the work? Where is the chop? <laughs> the name in Hebrew is called Tamut. And Tamut means God's grace. So God's grace, when you go into your business, God's grace is upon that business. In the name of Jesus, God is smiling on it. So God smiles on human economic interactions and business endeavors. God smiles on it. God is excited. Making money gives God pleasure. When you prosper, God is excited. There's nothing wrong with being wealthy. There's nothing wrong. And let me tell you something. You know, 
I have tasted a little bit of poverty. Just two spots. I don't claim I've experienced fully. I don't claim, but I, 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 I tasted little. And I've tasted a little bit of wealth. I am, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm still going, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still trusting God for the wealth that will shake the nations, and it's going to happen. I don't claim I'm wealthy, but I've tasted it. One is better than the other. And, and I kid you not. One is better than the other. Anyone that says you have to be poor to be holy, let them go with their holiness and poverty. God says I'm a partaker of his divine nature. And God is full of life. And endless resources. So, understanding and respecting money makes us able to attract and create wealth. Again, we are laying foundation because money is spiritual. Money is spiritual. When you understand and respect finances, you are able to attract it. Money is spiritual. In 3 John 1-2, God's heart for well-being is stated there. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Today, I want you to leave this place determined to be all that God has called you to be, all that God has created you to be here on earth. Filled with understanding. The interesting thing about the Hebrew, I told you I, I have a rabbi that I'm following now. The interesting thing about the, the Hebrew is that some words, certain words, some crucial words, the rabbi said, that mean one thing, mean the exact opposite when read backwards. So, example, the opposite of the word repish, which, which means rubbish, is shapar, which means super. And guess what? Wealth is one of those key words that when you flip around, the reverse is the exact opposite of the, of the, of the word. So who can guess what the opposite of wealth is in Hebrew? When you turn it around, who can help me? Who, who can guess? What's the opposite of wealth in Hebrew? Lack? Good? Laziness. Somebody said laziness. The opposite of wealth in Hebrew is evil. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Evil. So, so, so if wealth is not being created, evil is being done. That is how God sees it. That's, 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 I mean, that was a big... So, every time you are not wealthy, 
no, 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 no. You need to, you need, you need to, you need to get this. Now, if wealth is not being created, then evil is being done. That's what it means. So, my rabbi was saying, if wealth is not being created, evil is being done. People are making mistakes. It means people are making mistakes. It means their behavior, they need to be a behavioral change. It means they're making mistakes in their decisions. They're making mistakes in their behaviors. They're making poor decisions. It says every time you don't see wealth, evil is being done. It could be done by the, the, the society, like in third world countries, it, 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 it is done by the, the corruption of the leaders. It's evil. Every time you don't see wealth, evil is being done. Or it could be done by the individual to himself. You don't go to work. You, you are not diligent. You are lazy. Evil is being done. Every time. You don't learn what you are supposed to learn so that you can grow your business and grow as a person. Every time, evil is being done. Evil is being done. So, lack of wealth is not just lack of good. It's actually evil. And, and, and he said, Rabbi said, that I am not by any means saying a poor person is evil. He says, that's not what he's saying. He says, but what he's saying is that poverty is evil. Do you understand? The fact that someone is poor doesn't mean the person is evil. But poverty is evil. And there are evil, there are behavioral patterns that are evil, that have created that poverty. They are thinking patterns that are evil that have created that poverty. So, the poor are not evil because they are poor. But poverty is evil. Poverty is evil. You need to take this to your personal life. You need to take this your business. You need to take, I mean, that is God's expectation. It's unbelievably a beautiful standard. God actually expects you to prosper. And when you look at that Genesis 1, um, 28, it says, God blessed them and said, be fruitful. Multiply, fill the earth, and govern it. And God knows that for you to be fruitful, you have to be seedful. So God has given every one of us seed. And with that seed, God expects us to produce fruit. God did not give us cars, God did not give us houses, God did not give us toothpaste. God did not give us toothbrushes. God did not give you the shirt you are wearing or the dress you are wearing. Somebody created it. If it's from cotton, they got the raw material and they produced the cotton. 
into a fabric. Somebody took that fabric, measured you if it was tailored, and sold it to your specification. Somebody created it. The chair you're sitting on, somebody created it. What are you creating? What's your own contribution? When you find it, when you find that fruit, that seed, and you make it fruitful, then you can multiply it. Then you can have dominion. I want to leave you with a diagram. Because sometimes we are like, so so what can this thing be? We did a teaching some time ago that we said, go sell the oil. I don't know if you remember. If you don't, please get the teaching. Go sell the oil. So what is my oil? What is, you know, God says be fruitful. For you to be fruitful, you have to be seedful. What is that oil that you can produce and be fruitful in? What is that oil? We said that you can start with this. And if you call this what I like doing. It intersects with what I am great at. What I'm great at doing. And there's an intersection with what people will pay for. So if you have something you like doing, And you are great at it. And, but nobody is willing to pay for it. And you keep multiplying that one. That's, that's poverty. Uh-uh. What? You say, I'm good at it. I like it. But I'm very good at it. But nobody is willing to pay you anything for it. It's just a hobby. That was a hobby. Just a hobby. I am great at it. Someone is willing to pay me for it, but I don't like it. At best, you have a job. At best. I like it. I'm getting paid for it. But I'm not great at it. 
I'm not good at it. I'm not great at it. But somebody is still managing to pay me for it. You're about to be fired. I like it. I'm great at it. Someone is willing to pay for it. Boom. That's your oil. That's your oil. It can be more complex than this, but I always like to simplify things. That's your oil. Right there. And once you find that thing, produce create. Once you've created, multiply, scale, distribute it, fill the earth. Before long, you'll be governing the nations. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Show me your way that I may walk with you. Show me I didn't know this. I didn't know that God wants to bring me into the covenant of greatness and of blessing. But I want to come into it today. Or I used to be born again, but because I didn't know, I just toyed with my salvation. I messed it up. I'm I'm out of faith. I want to come back to Jesus. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated, that is me. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly, and we'll pray together. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Keep the hands up at the back. God bless you. If you are putting it up, put it up well. Shoot it up over your head. God bless you. If you are online, the instructions are scrolling. The instructions are scrolling. The rest of us, let's, let's talk to God. I need to say to the Lord, Lord, thank you because I'm fruitful. I'll multiply. I'll fill the earth. And I will govern in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for everyone that is surrendering to you. We ask that you fill their mouth with laughter. Fill their tongues with singing. Lord, change these lives to the praise and glory of your name. My Father, every one of us that have heard your word, that your word will prosper in our lives. And your name and your name alone will be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's get up for the Lord for his kindness and his mercy.